Hey guys, this is Chelsea with Entrepreneur, and today I am here with Christiane in Hamburg, Germany. <laughs> oh my gosh, please, please tell us about yourself, introduce yourself, and tell the community a little about you. Hi, uh, well, my name is Christiane, as you already said. <laughs> but most people actually uh, call me Jolly these days. Um, it's my, also my business name somehow, Jolly Mehindi Valley it is. And I'm from Hamburg, Germany. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm so I'm so glad to have you with me today. So tell me a little bit about you. How how did you get started with Hanna? Well, uh, it was like in 2009 or something. I uh, I was very interested into the Indian culture, and Indian culture has also the Mandy culture. Um, so yeah, this was something which was really fascinating to me and when I came to India once in uh, 2015 I saw people uh, drawing on um, girls and or women uh, some henna designs and it was like really fascinating to me and uh, a few days after that I also saw a bride on Indy uh, and I was like wow I wish I could do that and when I was back in Germany I took a cone and I just tried it myself. So this is how I came in touch with Hena. Oh my gosh, I love it. So it, when you went to India in 2015, was that the first time that you experienced Hena at all? Uh, no, not really. When I was a child, then I um, saw Turkish uh, girls having the tips of their fingers being um, colored with uh, Hena. But the funny thing is, uh, these days I did not understand it so well, and I found it like, oh, what is this? This is weird. So, the the first very nice experience was was in India, though. Yeah. Oh, I love it. When you when you saw it, did you did you um did you see that they were using a natural henna, or like the first time that you experienced it, was it was it the chemical paste? What what, what did you find there? The first thing I saw in India was um, the chemical cones. I um, did not know about that. Um, uh, so I did not know that there is a difference between pre-made cones or, or fresh uh, henna paste. So when I was in Germany, I also used the um, chemical cones first. But um, because of our very cute and nice henna community here in Germany, there was a girl who wrote to me and said, you're using chemical henna try to uh, do the natural henna. And so I learned, I uh, met uh, there and I came into the natural henna. Oh, that's so fun. Like, I love, I love that she reached out to you and it sounds like she did that in a nice way. <laughs> Because you know, a lot of uh, a lot of us, we we start we start there. We start using. I used chemical cones at first, like I and I swore they were natural. I I really thought that they were. Um, you know, it, it's such a learning curve when you come in and you don't know, and someone has to show you the ropes. So to have that community is amazing. How did you feel? Like, how did you feel the first time that you that you had henna applied for yourself, or the first time that you did henna for someone else? Well, uh, my first time with henna um, that was uh, in India and I was so proud I was so happy I, I just loved it I just didn't know didn't know how to deal with all this paste in my on my hands uh, but, but it was uh, it was so wow I'm so amazed by all this this is so amazing and um, yeah this is uh, even though it was chemical henna I was I was so happy to have it so yeah, um, I just I just needed to learn it. <laughs> so yeah, this is how I felt. Wow! Did you did you find that it took you um, a long time to get comfortable with with learning, or like how long did it take you to learn to a point where you were comfortable applying it on other people? Uh, yeah, well, when I started um, to do some uh, experiments with henna. Um, it was just now and then and after a while, especially after that um, girl from Germany talked to me um, that you can mix henna yourself, I was even more fascinated by henna. So I started to do the um, henna paste by myself and from that day I did it like 
first maybe like every month once and then more and more and since I think I'm feeling comfortable to do henna designs on other people since around 2018 the beginning kind of yeah start oh wow okay so if um, from 2015 is when you you tried it in India then you start to practice when you get back home you have this encounter with the other artist who helps you and starts you with natural henna and then it's not until last year that you started working with clients like uh, more comfortably that means right. that you've really dedicated some time to making sure that you're like learning and knowing all the things that's important that's so good so how how um for you as a person right has that has that uh journey has that um changed you in any way or do you look back and you say wow like i did that or or have you seen any personal changes in you since the time that you um encountered henna up until now um absolutely uh first of all i never knew i could be that patient <laughs> And uh, the second thing is um, I have learned so much about different cultures. I have met so many people from, from different communities, even different Indian communities. There, there's also some, some uh, differences sometimes in their culture, either they are from north or south uh, of India. So um, this is just incredible. And I cannot describe how awesome that is because you learn so much for yourself also. You learn about your culture by being with others um, from other cultures. Oh, I love that. You know, they say like um, the best lesson is to travel. And right. um, I, I, I see that, you know, the fact that you went and like you experienced it firsthand and you take it back home and uh, you start this journey. For you, I know you said patience is is one of the key things that like, oh yeah, I've, I've you know, you, you, you learn that about yourself or, or you see that change in yourself. Has there been anything, um, especially as you engage with these additional cultures and you see like the world from different perspectives, has there been any time where um, you were like, oh my gosh, this is a defining moment in a, in a change in me that maybe you didn't see coming? Well, I learned how to connect in a different way. Um, how do you mean? Do you mean like on a personal level, on an artistic level? Um, what does that connection look like for you? Well, I feel like uh, I, I am more able to open myself to other people. Uh, and because I usually, um, I usually try to hide myself and um, not to connect to too much with people. But nowadays I do... I go for photo shoots um, with my henna. I, uh, I, I talk to people about my henna journey and I'm ready to, to talk about all this and moreover to show myself and my art, which I usually really, I wanted to hide all these parts of me and the connection to other people is much different now because I am that much open and I know more about other people and I get to know more about other people and their cultures and everything else. Oh, that's so good. I love that. You know, yeah, no, really, because I think as artists, right, we're, we're building, we're, we're building, I think when we're cre creating, right. It's almost like having a child and it's like, here, I've made this baby. <laughs> love my baby right, <laughs> you right. know and you you worry because you you can create it and um you can be in love with it but the fear is always like maybe i'll hide this away because maybe the world won't love it as much as i do right. or alternatively and i i find myself challenge, uh, challenged with this a lot is um you know i've made this baby but i'm uh maybe insecure you know insecure about about you know something went maybe something i don't want to say something went wrong but maybe like as a, i said this as a parent right as a parent you have your kids and you know like you know i have good kids but sometimes they have bad manners right and so what happens if i put my kid out in the world and then the world responds in a different way you know and they don't have the same mercy that we have um, right. towards ourselves and i think as artists that really comes through with our work um, and we have the tendency to want to start by hiding it away out of, 
the sometimes fear or like in, um, insecurity that the, the world won't appreciate it in the same way. Did you find when you started to share your work, did you find that, um, that people were immediately attracted to it or did it take some time? I think it took some time. Um, also, also because um, in the beginning I, I did not feel that my designs are so well or I didn't draw it so well. So yeah, that's, I think um, a lot of changes happened when I changed um, my art. I mean, not, not the art itself, but the way I became better and then people uh, started to talk to me about what I did and they appreciated what I did. So yeah, after a while it changed, yeah. Did you find that there was, um, one, I don't know, is there a large like henna culture in Germany? I would not say it is large, but um, we have a community. Not everyone is uh, into networking, but a lot of people are. And uh, I think in uh, 2017, we had, a, um, we had a henna meetup. And I think around 25 people uh, attended this. So yeah, <laughs> that is our henna culture in Germany right now. That's so cool. So did you find then, like, when you started to share your artwork, was the public, did they know what henna was? Or did you have to start by educating them on it first? Uh, I feel that we have to still educate people first. Um, because for a lot of people, henna is always like, um, not, well, for some people, uh, henna is something dangerous because they know it from the black henna and the chemical henna and they think you get blisters and all these things. Some people are, um, do know what henna is and they are very appreciating the art. But still, I think you have to educate a lot because people uh, definitely don't know much about henna. Mm, okay. Do you find that um, like in your in your business, are you having to go in first and like how are you attracting your people is are they attracted to the art first or are they attracted to the education first and then they become a customer after well i think it is more the art they uh they see the pictures and um i think that that attracts them the most whenever i put pictures from my uh designs in uh, on instagram then and people react to it then they ask uh, how long does it uh, take to do that or how long does it last and uh, what's the price that's the first thing they say oh it's beautiful and how much does it cost and how how long does it take how long does it last that's it oh i love it <laughs> i love it well you do have beautiful work so it doesn't surprise me that they would be attracted to the art um, and then, of course, I imagine, you know, in the conversations with them, then you're educating them in the process, which is so good too, and builds so much trust, you know, with, with your, with your clients. What, um, what typically, like typically, what type of clients do you serve? What type of, um, uh, jobs do you do through your business? Uh, mostly I do, uh, events in, uh, companies or, uh, like, the, like a Moroccan restaurant. Mostly I'm there or brides or um, pregnancy bellies. Oh, I love, I love it, I love it. Do you find that, like if you had to guess, 20% um, of my business is this and 30% is that over there, how much would you say is, is split between corporate events, brides and bellies? Uh, I would say first uh, events, like um, I would even say like 50% of these are events and the rest is like shared bellies and uh brides yeah oh wow so did you how did well how did you start how did you start getting um getting in with corporate events do you remember your first corporate event yes uh, i do remember the first time uh, a company booked me uh they wanted a henna artist for a event restaurant a moroccan event restaurant and they wanted um that I do only tiny Moroccan designs. Um, my, oh my God, I was so lucky because be right before I uh, 
did that event, I had the um, class by uh, Fatima, who taught uh, the um, Moroccan design. So I was so proud and so happy, but still like a little bit nervous. Do, will I do it right? Will I do it fast enough? But everything was really fine. I had a very good uh, place to be and to set up everything and everyone was quite happy so I was also quite happy <laughs> <laughs> oh my so when was that when was that first event that first corporate event I think it was in January 2018 <gasps> wow okay okay I love it so from then did you find like additional did the event company then reach out to you again for another event or was it by word of mouth that corporations started to reach out to you to for, for their events uh, the event, uh, the Moroccan event restaurant, they um, took my business cards and whenever there's an event going on, they give the business business cards or the contacts uh, to those events, event companies. And this is how I got uh, like books uh, a few times already there. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So you, I, I, I think it's so important, right? When we, when we build relationships, like that's a, a huge thing for me. I always talk about like build a relationship with your clients, build a relationship with your community because you never know how it will pay off. So you, you come in with an, with an event company and you work at this restaurant for the first time and they love you so much that now moving forward, they're like, Hey, event company, we want Jolly. Right. <laughs> it's perfect. The fun, the fun fact about this is uh, that um, they had a henna artist before, but uh, she said their, uh, her henna was smelling weird, not like mine. She said it, is, it was really like not, not smelling so nice. And moreover, she had a, she had a, a guest who, who had a irritations on their skin. So she was really happy to um, meet me because uh, I provide... Um, henna which is uh natural so yeah oh that's huge that's huge yeah it's <sighs> slowly but surely we're gonna win this war against the chemical henna <laughs> but it's, uh, it's it's so true you know i think um anytime that you're dealing with corporate events and i'm i'm this way too you know when i'm dealing with corporate events we have to remember that they are offering a service to their guests and so if anything happens and there's some sort of liability then it becomes a question for their business so for you to be able to say, hey, I'm a natural henna artist, that sets you apart immediately. And it takes away some of the stress from the organizer and from that business owner because they know, okay, my, my guests are in safe hands. And that's so, that's so important. Absolutely. When was your first bride? Um, was, that, was that before or after the first event? Uh, the first bride I did... Uh, actually, the first bride was not a customer, like a real customer. I did that for for kind of free because I wanted to know um, if I actually can do the brides. So it was just a very tiny bridal thing. Actually, usually you would uh, pay. Uh, usually you would um, would not even recognize it as a real bridal, but she was going to be a bride, so she wanted something small. It, it was enough for her. Oh wow! Was it a like a friend or a family member? Yeah, it was a friend of me. Yeah. Oh. She has, she has Arabic uh, roots, so yeah. Oh, I love that. I love it. Did you after that time? Like, well, let me start here. When you went to the bridal booking and you're like, okay, I just want to test this and see if it works, see if I like it, see if I can do it. Were you nervous when you were applying the paste? Very nervous. I, I'm, I always. I, in, very, in the very beginning when I started doing the bridals, I was like shivering and, and the lines were almost shaky because I did not know how to stop the shaking and yeah, but it went, it went fine, it went fine. In the end, the complete henna was, uh, the bridal henna was really, well, it has flaws, but it was nice. <laughs> oh, that's a look. I think all of us, like, it's, it's anything when you try something new, it's, yeah, you can get nervous, you can get scared, but you put yourself out there and did it. And that's the fun part. So right. from that time, did, did like, uh, was it word of mouth then that grew? Like, how did you, how did you grow the, the bridal side of your business? 
um, I don't actually promote my bridles. I just put them on Instagram and Facebook. And um, sometimes uh, I get the requests for the um, bridles. So, yeah, then. Have you found that you're doing, um, when you say bridal too, let me ask, just to clarify, are you doing only like the bride herself or do you also do the bridal party since you have the experience with events too? Um, no, not, not really, not, not often, no. Okay, cool. And for bellies, is that also kind of how it worked? You start with one and then they're just going to have it? Well, like, uh, huh, no, no. But the belly, um, with the pregnancy uh, henna, it is a little bit different. Mm. Uh, I started with a photo shooting. Um, I, I, uh, I am a little bit connected with photographers. And I had that idea once. And because of some networking with those photographers, it, uh, it came up that we wanted to have a project like we do a henna belly. And... Um, I did that henna belly, she took uh, a lot of pictures. And um, after that, we, um, we decided if, if there is a customer interested into henna belly and photography, we would do that together. So from, from that day, we have that uh, in our office. I love that. Oh my gosh. So, I don't even know if you're like seeing a, a trend here, but I'm seeing a trend and I'm loving it. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you know, you mentioned like um, that the biggest personal lesson for you was to connect. And then we talk about you going for the, for the events and it's like, hello, you have this <laughs> restaurant owner who's fallen in love with your work. And because you've connected with them. And here's another instance where you've connected with someone and then created a joint offer, uh, created what's, it's called a joint venture. When the two of you go into business and do a thing together to create an oh, offer okay. for the public. So that joint venture, that's, that's huge. Like I love that. Yeah. I love that. How, let me ask you this. How did you get connected with the photographer? To be, uh, how did you get connected with the photographer to begin with? There is a group on Facebook. Uh, it is so called TFP. It's a, it's a short uh, for um, time to print, and there are always photographers and models looking for some con some uh, networking to uh, take pictures uh, just because of the pictures. So um, they just want the the models, for example. They just want to have um pictures of their self like let's say in nature and there are photographers who want to take pictures of models in nature and i was like okay maybe there's also someone interested in taking pictures with hannah so that's what i did i said hi <laughs> it's me this is my work and i would love to connect with you and to take pictures together with you uh doing um henna and um, yeah, and I, I, left, I left them the choice how they want to show it. And my very first uh, um, photo shoot was with a, with a um, it, it was a wedding, a bridal shoot actually, but it never was a real wedding. It was just uh, a shooting and everything was set up with the florists and uh, makeup artists and everything. And I did the Moroccan henna. Oh, I love styled shoots. They are some of my favorite things. No, I, I love style shoots. Oh my gosh. So um, since building it, like, uh, do you have multiple photographers that you work with regularly? Or was it just like one here, two there? That mm, There's one I work regularly with and she's also doing the baby bumps. Oh, I love that. Oh, that makes me so happy. Can I tell you... Um, I remember when it was uh, 2015 when I when I ended up coming back to to Baltimore, right? Because I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, and um, that was one of the first things that happened. I I put some some of my henna on a Facebook group, and a photographer. She's a, she's specializes also in in prenatal henna or prenatal uh, photography rather, maternity photographer, and um, so she she reached out and she's like, I want I want to photograph your henna, and so we did a collaboration together. 
And that's now four years ago. And I still am work. I actually will work with her again in two weeks. Like that's been one of the best relationships since, since moving back to, to the city. So I love that for you also, you were able to go and like just using Facebook, right? It's a free tool using Facebook to connect with people who, who you can help one another. And then you can also do a joint venture together where you both um, benefit. So that's so cool. That's so cool. Ah. I love that. Yeah. So um, how long did it take you from, you said you, you applied henna on, on other people the first time in early 2018. How long did it take you between then and I don't know, maybe perhaps that's now, I don't know. Uh, how long did it take you to, to start to feel like, okay, this, I can make a business out of this. Like, this is a thing. Mm, I would say like really business. I think, I think right now it is the, it is the moment actually because um, I, I thought of, uh, I just now thought of um, buying henna, selling henna here in Germany and Europe. I'm also thinking about um, selling henna cones. Uh, I'm not sure about that yet, but right now I'm at that point because my studies, they will go to end. And after that, I would love to uh, establish the business a little bit more. Mm, okay. I love it. Have, how, um, how, how involved is the process of starting a business in Germany? Like, is it certain like registrations that you have to do or... What does that look like? Is it is it heavy to, to start a business officially? Uh, no, it actually depends on where you live. In Hamburg, it is uh, quite e- easy. You just have to um, go to a certain office and register your business, and then you can start. Unless you have to, you do something which is uh, which needs um, permits. You uh, you don't have to do much. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Because, you know, uh, I think sometimes that's the, that's the fear that a lot of artists have. Like, okay, I realized that I can start to make money doing henna and I want to start a business. But what does that mean? Like, what is the logistics of starting a business? How do I make sure that it's done properly? So uh, it's always a relief when you hear that, it, like, the, the barrier to entry into legitimacy is low because then it's like it's, it's very easy for you to start and to feel comfortable and confident also starting to offer the services to the public so tell me like as far as your personal or i'm sorry your professional journey has is concerned like what has been for you your greatest professional accomplishment today well i would say um i would say that i um I would say it is the fact that uh, event companies booked me. So this was the moment when I was like, wow. The first first times I was like, hmm, I'm, I'm so nervous and everything. But after a while, it was more like, yes, I just do that. I go there, I do it. And this is for me that one goal I just wanted to um, reach. I wanted to be sure what I'm doing. I wanted to be, comp- uh, what is it called? Um, I wanted to be confident, confident. Um, and I am quite confident now. Oh, wow. Did it take, did you find it, did it take, um, like, one, did it take time for you to reach that confidence? And two, uh, did you find that, um, like, there was a certain milestone or something that happened that caused that confidence to grow that confidence to grow in you i think it took a few events and some uh, practice on uh, other people um, to have a little bit more confidence and i think it was quite the last time i was in that uh, i was doing that event i felt like yeah i'm i'm 100 percent me, I am here, I'm sitting here, and now I just do what I want to do, and I'm having fun. Oh, it's, I think, I think that experience is so, it's priceless. Yeah, yeah, it's priceless to know that, you know, 
it is but like like how you said this is me i'm here and i'm doing it and i'm having a, I'm, I'm having a fun time doing it and the oh that's that's perfect so like um let's talk about like your work week right what typically what does a work week look like for you and i say week because i know like for henna artists every day is a little bit different so and a typical work week what does that look like in your business uh, well, um, nowadays I do a lot of administration. I'm trying to do a website for my business. I want to have a shop in that website. I want to sell my henna powders, maybe even henna cones. I'm more into that right now. And um, I don't have that much time right now for that business. I'm trying to um, I'm trying to give time to everything I do uh, also beside my business like I I try to do my studies I also work at night um, so yeah right now I'm just in the starting I'm doing the administration I try to uh, practice uh, my henna and um, that's actually it um, okay so you're spending more a lot more time you said you're spending a lot more time on admin work right now and building a website are you you're building the website by yourself yes ah what what uh, program are you using uh well i right now work with uh, the wits.com uh website so it is pretty easy i just want to save uh, time and um it actually money because uh, i don't want any any programmer in between so because I, if I want to edit something, then I don't want that um, there is there's someone I have to ask for it. So I'm using the Wix website right now. Yeah, I think Wix is a great platform. Honestly, yeah, I, I think Wix is a great platform. How long have you been working on your website right now? Oh gosh, I I started it. I started to do that website. Um, I don't know how long ago. Then I then I found it ugly. I did it again. I found it ugly. I did it again. Now I'm happy, and now I work on the small small things. I think uh, oh, if if I would say day it in days, nice for sure. Ten twenty days at least already. So there's much more to do still. Oh man, it is. I think it can be a lot. It can it can be it can be consuming. I think. It's another, it's an extension of self. So like you have to be creative to build a thing and then it's, oh, what are people going to like it? And <laughs> does it give me, does it, does it show the best of me? And um, uh, that can be like a, a little bit of a barrier for, I think. So, yes. but building your website, that's huge. Is it, is this, um, is it the first time that you build a website? Uh, I did, I did, um, I built a website long ago, uh, but that was really, really long ago. And um, the programs with the website, um, um, I mean, the pro website programs, they were not so well uh, at that time yet. So, yeah, so you can see how long ago that was. So right now, um, it is pretty easy to do the website, like, because you have, uh, you know, He's just, I lost it's, it again. It's like the drab and the, what's it called? Drag and drop. Drag and uh, drop, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I just can do the drag and drop and uh, I'm cool, so. But still, even that, you, 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 there's so much work. You have so many options you could do. Oh, I want it there. No, I don't want it there. I want it there. No, I don't want it there. No, I don't want it there. Ah, yet now I have it. Oh, no, I don't like this. I will do that again. Oh, oh, no. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> that's yeah. the challenge i think with wigs if i had one complaint about it it's that it's so much there's so many choices that it can become like it can become overwhelming and it's like you can do it this way or that way or whatever but there's so many options that it's like it's it can be too much it can be too much i think um i have to reel myself in like i will make changes and then i'm like chelsea you cannot touch this for nine months like you cannot touch this for a year because oh. otherwise I, I i will go back in and change the things like right now i'm dying to redo my website dying to redo it 
Um, but I promised myself that I will not touch it again until August. So, and I'm looking at the calendar every day. I'm like, August is around the corner. <laughs> so, um, I, I understand that one for sure. So you said you spend a lot of your time in admin and then also you're in school and you're also working and then you have your, your business on the side. I love that you're wanting to expand your business also. So, um, you have obviously the service side and then you're hoping to do retail as well. Do you have an idea of when you'll, when you'll open your shop? I actually hope that it will be like, um, at least in July or August, something like that. So yeah, I, oh. I really hope for that. Yeah. That would, that's exciting. I like it. I like it. Now, <laughs> how did you, um, how did you decide like now's the time that I'm going to open a shop? Um, well, um, my husband and I, we have land in, uh, India and I had that idea to plant some henna plants and I wanted to see them grow. So we, uh, my, my father-in-law, he, um, put, uh, henna plants, uh, on that kind of, on, the, on that land. And, um, then I thought, well, I'm growing henna plants. I know how they grow and I should actually also sell. It is not my henna plant yet, what, what I'm going to sell. I will import anyway still, but, um, but still that, that idea came to me because I, I just saw how beautiful these henna plants are and I'm so in love. And I was like, I should also, I should also um, sell henna powder to the world though. So, yeah, we can get rid of those chemical cones and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my idea of that. Oh, I love it. I, you know, I, I, I laugh because I want, I wanted so badly to try to grow henna, not to sell it, but to, to, to see it, to have it. Yeah. And uh, my father-in-law also, he brought me some henna from Sudan, which was a whole fiasco of like to get plants into the U.S., Oh, <laughs> we yes. snug it in. <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. so he, uh, but he brought me some for me to try to propagate here and, um, they wouldn't grow. They wouldn't, the bottom line is they wouldn't grow. So I know, but I, I love, I love that you also are like, I just want to see the plant, just plant it so I can see what it looks like. And, um, I don't know. I, I, th I find that so cool. I find that so fascinating. Um, so tell yeah, me, I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I just, uh, when I just came, when I came to India, then uh, that was in February, then uh, my father-in-law said, yeah, your henna plants, they are there. And I'm like, where, where, where? And, and then he said, come, come with me, come with me. And I came with him and I saw that, I mean, like, I don't know, like, like maybe this tall, I mean, I cannot show, but it was not so tall, maybe like uh, 50 centimeters, I don't know how it is an inch, but, <laughs> but half, uh, half meter, like kind of like that. And I was like, wow, it's so beautiful. It's so green. And I just want to smell it. And I touched it and it was so oh, smooth. And so, ah, oh, I just loved it. I, I just, I just loved it. And I want more of them. <laughs> oh, I have to know, did you take some of the leaves and like make a pulp and do the things or did you leave I, it? I wanted, I wanted to, but I didn't because I wanted them to grow more because they were looking so, so like children. And I was like, no, I cannot do that. Yet. <laughs> like, they're like, <laughs> they're like, no, no, grow just a little bit more before I take advantage. Of <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, I cannot do that to you. No, no, no. I did not even take one leaf of it. Not even one leaf. I said, I will come next year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know that I would have been, a, I would have had the same self-control. I think I maybe would have, I just, just give me a couple, just a couple. Oh my gosh. That is so, so fun. So but my mother, yeah. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> but my mother-in-law, she was so cute. She uh, bought uh, henna leaves and I dried them and I have them here so I can show people what henna is. Uh, obviously in that climate we can grow any henna plants but I, at least I can show the, the dry leaves to the people 
to tell them, to explain to them what henna actually is. So yeah, that was kind of, kind of surprise and I keep them with me and I hope uh, they will stay uh, like this dry leaves for long so it's not going to be a powder soup or something because, you know, you can just and then <laughs> they are powder already, yeah. Yeah, oh, I love that though. That's so fun, that's so fun. So like, okay, let's shift gears a little bit, yeah? So you, you, I know that you said you, most of your, most of your business, about 50% of your business is now private events, uh, corporate events specifically. And then you have the, the additional specialty appointments, the bridal and bellies that you're doing on the, on um, the remaining 50%. How, um, how do you set up your pricing structure for, for your corporate events? Are you charging by person or by the hour? What does that look like for your business? Um, that I do, um, the events I do only um, per hour um, because I think this is this is the most fairest thing to do. Um, if I wanted to take money for every design I do, that would be a total mess. I cannot, in that, in that time I uh, do, you know, I need, uh, when, during an event, I have to do a lot of people with small designs, um, one after another. So I cannot write down how many designs I have. So that is totally nonsense to do that like that. So um, to be clear also to the event uh, managers, I, will, I, I would always say this is um, the price per hour and that's it. Mm, I see, I see. How many, how many uh, small designs normally do you think you do in an hour? Oh, yeah, well, it depends on how, how small and how dense or whatever they are. But I would say I would do, uh, depending, 10, 15. Okay. Yeah, that makes, that's, uh, I think that's pretty, like, that's pretty standard. So for, I think for me too, like, uh, if I'm doing a party strip, like, uh, you know, wrist to one finger or whatever, then those ones, it's like, I don't know, like 12 to 18 in an hour. But then, like, um, obviously, if you have a, a busier party, then you have smaller strips, and maybe right. you're doing, like, more, you know? So that makes sense. Did you find, um, was, it, was it easy for you to set up the hourly rate with them, or did you find that there was some pushback, and they're like, ah, did you have to negotiate that at all? Usually, I don't have to negotiate. I uh, had once a girl who... Um, a girl yeah well <laughs> I had once a woman who um who said to me uh yeah well uh we want you for six hours but between um in between you have a break and those this break we cannot pay you but this is nonsense to me because anyway I have to be there even though uh nobody is getting henna done so I said no that is not possible and she's tried to uh, negotiate more and she said no make it cheaper make it cheaper and then I said no um, I will not do it she said well you're not the main uh, you're not the main um, you're not the main artist there and I'm saying yeah but still I have to uh, I have to get out of I, I mean wait she said to me you're not the main artist um, so we cannot pay you that much. we don't have the budget so I said, yeah, but um, I I need to be paid. Even then, uh, even though I'm not, I cannot work. This is this is your setup, and I am still here. So this doesn't work. So I had to um, reject this one because I didn't want to be kind of even used. It, it is kind of used being. Yeah, I agree. I I. I... Sometimes organizers, they, they can be so funny because um, I understand, and I understand the concept of wanting to remain in budget and so forth. But if you don't have the budget, that means that you don't need the service. Like you can't, it's, that's not fair to, to the artist. It's not fair to, you know, to you. So how did you feel? Because I, I'm going to ask you this specifically because I can see that you do value that connection with other people. How did you feel having to reject this, this woman and her booking? Oh, well, to be honest, um, I, it was it was a while ago. I wasn't so confident at that time. So at that moment, I was really like, 
I was so sad and I felt like, am I doing right or do am I doing wrong or am I really too expensive or shouldn't I take for that time, um, money for that time when I have a break? But, but um, I thought about it again and again, even, even, I don't know, few months back or something. And I'm, I think still it is, it is right to do, but it doesn't make me feel right. Um, I wish, I wish this uh, doesn't need to happen but it does happen and it's it's part of the business I think yeah I agree with you there's always those times where you get that inquiry and then you know like this isn't going to be the best fit for whatever reason this one is not going to work and but I think with with as you build confidence right like as you build confidence in your business then it becomes so much more easy to have that conversation of it's not going to be me this time. Like, I can't, I don't think it's, I'm the right one for you. Um, and it doesn't have to be offensive. It's just business, you know, it's just business. So was that like, um, when you think about like your, your experiences over this past um, two years, right? Uh, two years almost, um, working as a henna professional, have there been any instances where something has come up, um, uh, Maybe there was something that happened at an event or something that happened at an appointment or whatever, where you're like, oh my gosh, that was a, that was a huge mistake that I made. And I never want to make that mistake again, because we all make mistakes in our business. Do you have any mistakes like that that you're like, hmm, I really learned from that time? Yeah, well, there was a community. Uh, they uh, asked me to come and... Um, I don't know why I even took this event because uh, there was a henna um, artist who lives a little bit far from uh, from Hamburg and she took an event and she she begged me please do this event please do this event I cannot come because um, I don't know I think there was there was some kind of something in the family was going on and she could not come and um i said okay okay i will talk to them and then i figured out that they are totally under my raid totally under my raid and uh, i i was like uh, what should i do now and i don't know why I, I i agreed to that i went there and um i got like kind of pocket money so that's that's what that's that's it and i was so I was so, I, it didn't feel well. And, but from that, I learned that I shouldn't do that. I should not do what, what things they are not worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big lesson. Like that's a big lesson. <laughs> that's a big lesson to learn, especially if you're, if, if, if the backbone of your business is to do these corporate events or to do events in um, like in a private capacity, then you have to learn really quickly to have those boundaries around your time um, and around how, you know, how you're going to be compensated for that time also, because otherwise so much can be wasted. So I think that, you know, in the first situation with, with the woman who, whose event you had to pass on, I think you did right. Like, I think that was the perfect thing to do for sure. But then, uh, you know, for this one too, I think you're right also in that there was quite the lesson there. Was that earlier on when, in, uh, when you yeah. first started? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lesson that I feel like it's better if you learn it fast and <laughs> get that lesson out of the way, <laughs> right, you know? Yeah. So um, let's talk about like um, how, how does your, your, how is your business structured, right? So I like to ask about how, how you, how you've built the thing. And so obviously what type of investment also, what type of investment you have to put into um, your business is, has there been a particular like investment that was uh, large for you or any particular cost associated with starting your business that were significant enough to make you go, Hmm, anything like that? Well, now I am a little bit uh, into um, how to sell my henna and all these things. And I was like, okay, you definitely need a logo. <laughs> and uh, that logo was really costly. I, I tried to do that myself. Uh, and I know many artists who did this. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe I can do that also. 
but in the end i thought having a professional logo which uh, like vector graphics you can make it as large as you need as small as you need uh, would be much better to me because i can use it everywhere i can use it on big banners i can use it uh, on small things even so yeah so that was an investment which was really costly and uh, right now i'm thinking about so stupid things like my business cards my new ones with a with new logo they need to be created i'm thinking about um the pouches i i need for for the henna how do i want to design them what should be on them will it only be my logo or whatever so many small things i have to think about the boxes to send the henna the the all these yeah small small things and they make a lot yeah no i agree i think uh it, <laughs> there are two types of large investments the huge one that's huge from the beginning like i don't know like hiring a web designer or whatever you know that could be immediately you see that cost and then there's the small ones <laughs> And I feel like the small ones really sneak up on you. Um, and, and starting a retail shop, there is, there's a, there's a lot of investment there. There's the product and then there's the packaging and there's getting everything right on the, uh, you know, to the platform to actually sell it. And, and there's, a, yeah. there's so many details that, that I think are easy to overlook. And then when you go to do it, it's like, oh, wow, that's, maybe I didn't even see that part coming. Yeah. I, have you ever made an investment in your business that you you hoped would would give you a certain return, and then in the end you're like, mm, I could have saved that money. Yeah, um, luckily it was not a huge investment. Um, I I bought some acrylic paint and some uh, canvas, and I was like, oh, maybe I can do my art on that too. But quickly I felt like, oh no this is not the way I want to work. Um, henna is not the same like acrylic and um, acrylic is not the same like henna and I don't like to work with it. I, for sure you can do a lot of beautiful things with it and the canvas, but this is not mine. This is not what I want to do, no. Mm, that's relatable. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I laugh because uh, yesterday, actually, I went to the craft store <laughs> and I went and I went to, to go buy some paints and I, I thought to myself as I'm there picking the paints that I need, how much money have I spent on paints and how much of it is like sitting in my garage? Like, it's just, yeah. it, it's those, uh, you can, you, you, but you want to try the things and I think it's, it's important also to try them. I, I believe in the concept of failing forward where if it's, if you're going to fail, let it move you forward in the process. Let you le like learn a lesson from it or gain something from it. So I always think that it's good to try. If you have the idea, just try Yes, it. absolutely. Yes. But yeah. I bought too much. I bought too much. I wanted to, I, I thought I'd do that. It looks easy. I can do that. But I have to find first the acrylic, which, which matches the henna kind of but I didn't find it and it's too liquid or whatever. And I don't like what comes out of it. So I'm like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's such a learning curve. I think uh, creating outside of, outside of Hannah anyway, like, uh, and, and paints can be, they, that can be tricky. Honestly, they can be tricky. Yeah. Well, mm. so, um, no, so I love that. I love that. I love that one. I love that you have found like what works for you. The, what works for you in your business? I know you said you're also in school. Can I ask, what are you studying? Yeah, I study social work. <laughs> social work, really? Mm -hmm. You know that's my background? Yeah, I, 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 I know, but I, I'm not sure where I heard it. Somehow, yes, you said it once. Mm. I love that. You're yeah. my people. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, um, so, okay. So you're studying and then also you have your business. Are you wanting, cause right now, uh, henna is, is, um, like a part-time, uh, work. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how are, are you wanting to go full-time with your work? Like, where do you see your, where do you see Jolly Mendiwali in, I don't know, three years or five years or 10 years? Well, um, 
actually right now i i think henna alone uh, is a tough thing in germany either i would go and um, set up uh, my booths everywhere like on every festival i see or whatever um then it, it might work but i think um i actually think a henna alone is uh, is not is not so um, able to feed you, um, unfortunately. Um, I would say if if I have a full business only, um, without any work aside, then I would have to choose something which which matches henna. Um, I saw some henna artists in uh, in Germany who who are um, like uh, makeup artists also. Uh, and so they do makeup and henna or some other bridal, bridal services and henna. So uh, this is actually, I think, the business plan you need mm. in Germany. Do you like that? Like, and reading your face, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm like, is that something <laughs> that you're interested in? Or like, do you not prefer that? Um. I would actually, I would not mind to put, um, afford to learn something as well, but if, if it is about my dream, I would love to do only henna, but I'm not so sure about that yet. And if I want to go from, from festival to festival to festival, uh, I, I have to see about that, how, where time is going to give me my place though. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I imagine too, like uh, when you expand into, into having the retail sales, then you also, it's bringing in some additional income and perhaps that gives you a little bit more flexibility in your business to grow in the ways that you like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a hope, a uh, hope too, uh, that the, the side, the, the stuff, what I sell gives me also some um, backup to do the art um, also. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is there, um, currently, is there someone in Germany who's, like, is there already an existing company in Germany that's selling henna? Uh, well, yeah, we have, uh, we have people who sell henna. Some henna artists do sell henna. Um, there are just a few, uh, but I could not tell uh, how many those are. I just could guess. And I think when I just, Yes, uh, I think 10, 10, 10 henna artists for sure who sell um, henna powders and cones. So it's still very much an open market. Yeah. I like it. I say go for it. <laughs> yeah, I say go for it. That's awesome. No, I, I do. I think that that's, that's uh, unique. You know, I think within the henna community, um, a lot of times you'll, I'll, you'll find people in, in, uh, in Europe specifically who need someone who they can buy their henna from. And um, I think that a lot of times people first look to the U.S., like U.S. suppliers. Um, mm. So to have someone who's more local, even if they're not in Germany, but still close enough, um, closer than the U.S., um, then you save on shipping and all the things. Like, I think that that's awesome. And also when you when you want to um, buy henna from US, for example, and uh, you might also end up um, paying toll, toll fees. Yeah, yeah. There's like, um, what are they called? The VAT tax, VAT. And when you add VAT yeah. on, it's like, it's so, <laughs> yeah. I'm familiar. <laughs> it makes me crazy. <laughs> so, um, okay, I love it. I love it. So let me ask, um, let me ask you, what has been for you what has been throughout your henna journey what has been the biggest lesson that you've taken over the course of these years from 2015 or before even um what's been the biggest lesson that you've taken um the the biggest lessons the biggest lesson to me um is to be consistent um to to do things regularly uh i felt like um before I did henna, to be honest, I, I, I started things, I left them, I started things, I left them. And um, 
when I started doing henna and I, and I started really practicing and I wanted to learn it, I felt like it makes me and my skills better. It makes me, I don't know, I, I, saw, I saw how, how my style changed. I saw how, um, how my lines became better. I finally saw myself being successful just by being consistent. And this is the biggest lesson Hannah taught me. Oh, I love that. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. Let me let me ask you, um, if you were to if you were to write a letter, right, and leave it somewhere for that henna artist who's two steps behind you and her henna journey or his henna journey, their henna journey, whatever. Um, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them or suggestion or encouragement, whatever? What, what would you say to them? Um, I would say be patient, uh, believe in yourself and just do be consistent as what, as what I just said, be consistent. Um, try to practice and, um, don't, don't, um, one second, I have to, I have some, wait. <coughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have to get back on my track. Uh, um, okay, I think I said something new. <laughs> oh, you said um, be consistent, or you said be patient, be mm -hmm. patient. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did you say? Subhanallah. Now it left me too. You said to be cons uh, to be patient, to believe in yourself, and then to to be consistent. Right. Um, and moreover, I can just recommend to work on the henna pace because um, when I started doing henna, my first few batches of paste was not so well. I could not really work with it. I tried, I did it. I, um, I just, uh, I just could not really work with it, but you know, but when you have a really good pace and when you, when you feel that you have a really good pace, then your skills become immediately better. At least it was with me. Um, my, when I, when I felt I have really good pace, all of a sudden, my my designs became so much better i just can say do the first of all try to perfect your pace no i think it's true i think it's true it's like um any type of uh, skill any type of thing that you're doing you want to do it with the best products if you don't have the best products then your end result is not going to be the best either you know so i think that that's 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 huge let me ask well, you I Go ahead. Yeah, well, I just wanted to say I um I felt I felt so um what is it called um uh like this this was a wow for me when when I had the perfect case I immediately could do much better things than before so it was just it is a wow just find the right powder <laughs> and the right consistency yeah no that's huge i think yeah. uh sometimes we we skip that we skip that and we're like oh well i just want to draw but the truth is you have to have the right thing to draw with or else it'll fall yeah. flat absolutely yeah so tell tell the people tell tell the people where can they find you online or on social media how can they connect um, with you well uh on instagram i'm jolly mehindiwali and the same i am in uh on facebook it's uh, Jolly Mehendi Valley Henna in Hamburg. Well, but that's the only difference. Jolly Mehendi Valley, you will find it. I love it. One of the things that's really important for me is that I want to always make sure that Hennapreneur is a platform that's used to, to benefit and to support other artists. Like that's the goal behind, behind this. So I want to make sure as many Henna artists are empowered as possible. So uh, tell me, is there anything that, um, that the Hennapreneur community can do, that I can do, or the Henna community at large can do to support you and your business, uh, personally, professionally, whatever, moving forward? 
Well, I, I, I love the Hena community. I love how we all connect all over the world. And I hope this will um, be kept, being kept up because um, I learned a lot from every artist out there. I um, read a lot of, when I, when I just started, I read all these things I needed to know for my henna journey. And I just um, want to ask you all, just keep it up, ask your questions. Um, sometimes I even might have, sometimes I even can help you um, to find your way in your henna journey. And I would love to do that. And I will learn out of your questions. One of my biggest dreams is to become a henna supplier and I would love to have your support by purchasing my henna products. So tell me, tell me about your, tell me about your powder. Um, is it like, is it more, it's a, it's a, well, it, well, let me ask you this. Is it coming from, it's coming from India? Yeah, it is a Rajasthani henna, uh, three times sifted. Uh, and I love the stain it gives. Really, yeah. you can see in my in my uh, on my Instagram, I have shared pictures already with uh, that stain. Mm. It's really nice. I love it. How does it work? Is it like um, like when you mix it? Is it more of a creamy feel, or is it more stringy? It is actually pretty balanced between stringy and creamy. Um, it has it has the perfect uh, consistency, at least to me. When when I make the lines, it stays it stays in line. It will you can drop it a while. Oh, I love that. I love drapey henna. Like that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my I love to I drape everything that I can. So yeah. oh my gosh, when um you said okay, so you said people people can check out the stain on your Instagram already. Right, right. Powder. Yeah. That's all. Because you know, like the worst thing is you spend all of that time like prepping the henna doing like making everything perfect and then when you get like you do it afterwards and you're like the stain is right it feels good you know yeah you can pretty rely on that because it doesn't take much time for the dye release so this is something which i really love i leave it uh, there mostly overnight but you can be happy with happy results already after six hours or something with a water mix. Oh, wow. That's phenomenal. I love that. Okay. Okay. So can, um, can the community, can they just buy it in the shop or do you, can they shop your Instagram? Is it just on the website? Where can they buy it from you? As soon as my website is online, I hope June or July, uh, sorry, I hope uh, July or August then you can purchase it uh, on my website. Uh, until then, just drop me a message on Instagram or uh, Facebook. Oh, I love it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, I, I, you guys heard it here first. We've got a new supplier in our midst. So if you're looking to get a really, sounds like awesome paste, awesome powder rather, stringy, stringy, creamy balance, also with an awesome stain, like, hello. We now, now we know where to go, especially if you're in the UK or Europe. I feel like, hello, that's a good, that's a good spot to start. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, you know what? I want to thank you so, so, so much for joining me today, for coming in and uh, sharing your journey with us. It's always so fun to, to hear how someone else does their thing. And so uh, to hear the direction that, that um, Johnny Mindiwali is going and also to hear like, you know that you've got this new venture and that we can support you in that that's amazing so thank you for sharing that with us as well thank you too it was really fun <laughs> oh my gosh all right love i hope that you have a good rest of your day and i'll see you inside of hennapreneur yes absolutely i i will be active anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right love i'll see you bye 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 <laughs>